Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please for the nominations in the category for Best Blog 2011. And the nominations are Film English. ESL Podcast Blog and Luke's English Podcast. And the winner is Luke's English Podcast. Luke Thompson started recording Luke's English Podcast in his flat nearly three years ago. Now it's gone on to become one of the most popular learning English podcasts on the internet. This is the first time that Luke has won an award for anything in his life and now it sets a precedent for all later work which I expect he will find very hard to match. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Mr. Luke Thompson. Um, I don't. I don't actually know what to say. Um, well, actually, I do because I've uh, written it all down, but and I've been practicing. But um, now, I, you know, I really, I really did not expect this. I never imagined in my whole life that I could ever win an Oscar for the best actor in the uh, the Academy Awards. Sorry, I mean uh, for the best blog in the Macmillan Dictionary Love English Awards uh, 2011. I'm I'm deeply proud and humbled uh, to have won this prestigious award uh, for best blog. And uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Macmillan for uh, creating this award. Um, I'd like to thank my manager, my agent my lawyer and my lovely, gorgeous girlfriend, all of whom are actually the same person. Uh, I'd like to thank all my wonderful listeners for voting for the podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate your votes. Thanks for listening. I'm glad the podcast is useful, enjoyable, and really helps you to, to, to learn uh, English. <clears throat> um, uh, extra special thanks to those of you who managed to listen to me uh, all the way to the end of every episode and even dig deep in your pockets and offer me um, a, a small donation. Uh, thanks to my parents for, for actually meeting each other and, and uh, conceiving me, uh, bringing me up to say uh, schedule, not schedule, and for genu generally tutoring me in the ways of righteousness. Thank you. I literally would not be here today if it wasn't for you. Thanks, thanks, Mum, and thanks, Dad. Um, I'd like to thank my uh, philosophy teacher, Mr. Valance, for teaching me that uh, all I know is that I know nothing, and I think, therefore, I am. I still don't really understand what they mean, but they've been very useful to me. I'd like to thank my vocal cords, my tongue and my alveolar ridge. Um, I couldn't have done this uh, without you guys. Thanks a lot. I'd like to mention some people you've probably never heard of. Um, Turd Ferguson, uh, Matoki Takeuchi, um, Kevin Phillips-Bong, um, Terry Nutkins, and, uh, and, and Clyde Stubblefield um, for, for everything that you've done for me. Thank you so much. Um, Oh my God. I'd like to thank my brother James uh, for designing my logo and for so eloquently helping me to explain uh, all the rudest swear words in the English language. Thank you so much, James. Thank you to uh, Yoda uh, for teaching me uh, the ways of the force. Um, I'd just like to say thank you to you for listening to this and for actually having such good taste and sense for downloading episodes of Luke's English Podcast. Thank you so much. Um, um, thank you thank you for God for inventing the internet and language and ears and things. And just, you know, God bless everyone. God bless me. God bless us. And, and God bless America. Um, 
God, I don't even know why I said that. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> I'm just so overwhelmed. Um, thank you to everyone I, I forgot to thank. Uh, thank you to the English language, um, all the phrasal verbs and idioms and prepositions. Well, maybe not the prepositions, but thank you for the nouns and verbs and adjectives and adverbs. And, and finally, thank you to the past perfect continuous passive mixed conditional verb form. Because if I hadn't been being given the opportunity to do this, then I would never have had been being able to have had so many votes. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and, and good night. Just thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. I'm just sitting here in the living room, as usual, with uh, my brother again. Hello. Hello again. All right. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Not bad. Did you um, did you uh, see that I won the uh, the award? Um, you should have told us. I didn't realise you uh, won the award. Um, you, sh- you shouldn't be so humble about these sarcasm. things. Sarcasm. Didn't you go to the award ceremony? They wouldn't let me in. All right, because you weren't well dressed enough. No. You got to you got to wear a suit to those things. You a know? suit, not just not this a old not a, suit, not a suit, but a suit. You should uh, you know should dress up nice for these things. Then they'd let you in. You know, I hung out with you know Johnny Depp and Angelina and uh, um, you know George uh, Clooney um, <laughs> and um, Ricky Gervais was hosting it. Yeah, it was brilliant. Mm. I won the award. You won a. A bloody dictionary. I want a dictionary. That's right. Right, we get that. Okay, I'm not that I'm putting that down. That's great. That's a great achievement. It is. It That's is. just. I, f- I feel like I've heard enough about the dictionary now. To be honest, that's <laughs> yeah, all I'm saying. So. I might have. You might have milked that one a little I bit think too I much. Over egged the pudding. Yes, as they say. To, to basically, I yeah, I probably <laughs> talked about it a bit too much. In the in the beginning, when I entered that competition, or when I was was entered by someone, I thought um, I didn't. I didn't expect to win it, so it became kind of an. Uh, You're talking about it again. I'm talking about it again, aren't I? God, I can't. I'm not allowed to <laughs> fucking talk about it now. You am swore I? again. Oh, I have to beat oh, that out. Okay. This isn't an explicit. Issue. It's not. This shouldn't be an explicit episode. We're just uh, basically we're going to now talk about um, what's been going on, right? What has been going on recently, like in the news, and just generally what's been going on. So, what's been going on with you? What have you been up to? Um, as little as possible. Well, you've been doing as little as possible. Yeah. Um, uh, this is fascinating. I can't think of anything interesting. I went to the cinema yesterday. It's about the most oh, yeah. interesting yeah, thing yeah, I can yeah. think yeah. of. Which film did you see? I went to see Young Adult. Young Adult. With... It sounds sounds dodgy. Which cinema did you go to? The Hackney Empire. Okay, so it's a just a normal film, is it? Yeah, funny. You didn't funny go to Soho guy. or anything. I went with my girlfriend. It's a normal film. I think it's a 15... It's called Young Adult. Young okay. Adult. Charlize Theron. Oh, yes. Charlize Theron. Yeah, very good. She's, very good film. She's a very good actress. Right, let's talk about the news. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> my brother's in a slightly impatient mood uh, this evening for some reason. He's, um, he's not like me. He's not a professional uh, speaker. Um, I've just insulted him now. <laughs> this is going so well. Right, we let's normally... talk about the news. That's, okay. I think that's what we... we that's what I'm here for. Is that the to reason cast you came my, to Yeah, to cast my expert eye over the week's, right. the week's events and across the media and across uh, the world. Okay, so uh, what have you come across? What news stories have you come across? Um, well, I suppose... Uh, well, I've got a list here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not making these up. The Olympics, the first one I've got on my list. What do you think about the Olympics? Because um, we're, host, we're hosting them here in London this yeah, year. Yeah, the, the Olympics are taking place in London this year. Yeah, we, we um, like, I don't know when the Olympic bid began. I think it was probably about four years ago, right? When the just after the when was it? Was it before the China Olympics or after that? Anyway, a number of years ago, uh, we entered the bid, and it, we probably spent millions and millions of pounds just to bid on the games, mm. and we won it, right? And so. Um, 
like the city of or the mayor of London and the government of trying to convince us that this is a brilliant thing that we should all be really really um, happy about. And on one hand, it is great because the Olympics obviously is um, you know an amazing festival where you know all the countries in the world get you know take part, and it's like a an amazing sort of uh, celebration. But then on on the other hand, if it's happening here in London. London's already such a crowded place that it could become an absolute nightmare. And also, during what's becoming a recession, isn't it just a massive waste of money when there's people having their benefits taken away from them, um, councils that have less and less money to spend on basic Mm. services, when the poor are getting poorer, the rich are getting richer. Do you really need this pointless festival of sport? Personally, I don't care about sport whatsoever. Um, I don't follow football. I don't care who wins the World Cup. Well, the World Cup, I'll watch that. Okay, I'll watch the World Cup. It's usually a disappointment, though, isn't it? The World Cup. Yeah, but at least it's entertaining. But generally, I don't. I don't care about who can run the fastest. I'm a bit old for that now. Yeah. I yeah. Kept, when I was ten, it was quite a big deal. You know, who can run the quickest down the street? But who I kind can, of got over that. Who know? can run the fastest? Yeah. Who can don't, run the fastest? Are we? That, are we just? Are we still children? As as a as a species, the humans haven't we gone beyond that kind of. Oh, let's see who can run the fastest. In a way, we've we've that that question is now redundant, isn't it? Because we've got uh, so much technology. We've got cars, and we've got cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've got a bike. I think when the bicycle was invented, the pretty much the one hundred meter sprint kind of became a bit redundant. No, I mean, I don't really mind athletics, but why can't they just do it in a sports hall? Hire one out, fifty quid an hour. <laughs> I mean, really? I'm serious. Do they really need to build a, a billion-pound stadium in, in to way, do this all in? It's all become a bit competitive between different countries. Like each country is trying to be yeah. better than the next. Personally, I think it's just a massive waste of money. And if we had like money come out of our ears and we were very, very rich and there was no problems with poverty in this country, which mm. is never going to happen, yeah. but if we were living in sort of a utopia... Yeah. then great, you know, have a festival of sport. But otherwise, I just think it's a complete waste of money. But don't you know? think that a lot of people are going to enjoy it? Don't you think it sort of gives yeah, but some I'd excitement rather, to yeah, people's yeah, lives? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't hate it. I don't wish sports to be banned. Why would it be banned? <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm joking, but... I just think there's, the money could be spent on better things when we're in a recession and... You mean basic? It's it, but it's very difficult to know exactly what the best way. And also, I thought the Olympics were supposed to be a very non-commercial event. Yes. Like traditionally, you're not supposed to have brand logos on your clothes. Yes. It's supposed to be a festival for the people, and the sport comes first, and not yeah. about branding. That's what I was brought up to believe yeah. the Olympics were about. But now cool. it's just Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Yeah. And what have they done for sport? Just yeah. making kids fatter. Well, they've, they've made people need to do sport. Yeah, in order because, to lose some weight. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you drink a lot of McDonald's and Coke, then you're certainly going to require a lot of exercise. But you're not going to be able to. In a strange way, they are promoting sport by making kids fat. I mean, that allegedly, you know, I don't want to say that's a scientific fact, but, you know, if you Eating do, McDonald's well, makes you fat. That is a fact. Well, eating a lot of McDonald's as part of an unbalanced diet um, can make you fat. And then, of course, you're going to need to do more sport. So, anyway, I don't know. But what I'm saying is that I don't know if we... I don't know how much money is going to come into the country as a result of having the Olympics... Well, it's going to come where's, in. Where's that money going to it's go? It's going to go to the McDonald's Corporation, the Coca-Cola to, yeah. Corporation. They're yeah. the ones that are benefiting from this. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. could... I mean, also... But, but tra- it's, all tra- re- it's, it's all revenue, isn't it? It's all revenue to the government. I don't know whether um, if they make it... They make money commercially. I mean, if, like... I don't know. Businesses make money here. They can be taxed, right? But then again... On one hand, you have no Olympic Games, and you take the money which they would have spent on the Olympics and put it into benefits, you know, into public spending. Or you have the Olympic Games, and A, it's like a big festival, and it makes people take part. And a lot of people will be really proud to have the Olympics in London. You know, it'll be a big thing for London... Um, a lot of people from around the world, millions and millions of people will come here. Yeah, that's millions the bit I don't like so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that might make our lives difficult. But at the same time, maybe it will help the economy somehow. <laughs> I don't know who how... Know. Who well, knows? I'm not an expert. it's going to damage the economy or actually help the economy, we don't really know. 
Well, uh, I mean, there is there has been a lot of um, regeneration of East London because they want the area to look nice for our yeah. international visitors to show off to make London look nice. Yeah. And in some ways, that's good. And they talk about the legacy. That's kind of a catchphrase. They talk about the Olympics. They're saying it's not just about the event. It's about the legacy. As in, they'll have this big stadium that will be used. No one actually knows what they're going to use it for, but they think it's <laughs> going to be a venue for something in the future. Yes. And they do up some areas. They create more sporting facilities and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, you know, yeah, whatever. But the... Um, the- the main thing for us, I think, is regardless of how you feel about the Olympics as an institution, I think that because so many people are going to come to London, um, millions of people apparently, it could be really, really crowded and really, um, really inconvenient, don't you think? What about the uh, terrorist implications? The, well, yeah, there's these, these well, fears that there will be terrorist attacks. Because it's a, it's a real target, isn't it? If you were an anti-Western... Uh, Terrorist, anti—I don't know what are they anti—everything. Anti, they They're against I, everything, but uh, anti—you know—the Western world and decadence and capitalism yeah, and whatever. You, you, you know, the Olympics were a pretty good target to hit. And I read in the newspaper today or somewhere that they think there is danger of a lone wolf. I'm putting that in inverted commas—a lone wolf attack, as in a single terrorist, not part of a unit lone. or not part of a cell, just decides to go and blow themselves up during the Olympics or shoot an athlete okay. or something All like right. that. So what you're saying is that there, there's a threat of... Well, hold on, let's not... Uh, I mean, I'm not being people... paranoid. I'm not yeah. being paranoid. I'm just saying I read it in the paper. Um, yeah, but... but um, um, yeah, some people are scared that there will be, like, a terrorist attack. I don't know about scared, but I think it's definitely... The Olympics will be a target, in some people's eyes. Yeah, so I'm sure that security... Um, will have a lot of work to do to make sure the place, the whole thing is safe. But um, yeah, some people are concerned maybe that um, there will be some te- act of terrorism, and either that will come from like an organised group of people, like a terror cell, like a small group mm. of people who are together organising it, or a lone wolf <laughs> that's like a person on their own. Well, I don't know why they call it makes them it a sound wolf. very cool, doesn't it? I want to be a lone wolf. You you can be. A lone wolf. <laughs> I mean, all you need to do is do something on your own, and you're a lone wolf. I mean, you came here on your own, didn't you, on the underground? Yeah, I did. Like a lone wolf, a lone wolf commuter. Yeah, but wolves do, you know, kill things, don't they? So you probably killed something. I, I was a lone you? lone commuter. I wasn't a lone wolf. Although yeah. it is a full moon tonight. Uh, there is, <laughs> it is a, a fantastic full moon outside. Yeah. There is that joke, of course, which is, um, I used to be a werewolf, but I'm all right now. <clears throat> okay, well, let's get on to the next topic. We, we've cleared that one up. <laughs> we've done the Olympics. We Basically, we don't know what to think. I think that, for me, I'm going to try and avoid... The Olympics, really. I saw a good... Sorry, just while I, I remember. I, I, yeah, I haven't finished my... All right, go on. What I was going to say. Go on. I'm going to try and avoid the Olympics because, for me, the, probably the centre of London, for me, is already totally crowded and, and congested anyway. So I'm probably going to just avoid it because what I hate is, in the middle of summer, being trapped in an underground train um, full of people. Um, it could just be really difficult. And we all know that tourists don't know how to use the underground <laughs> right like uh you know they all sort of walk along the the uh the uh, ca- uh what do you call it the platform. platform they walk along the platform with massive suitcases and just sort of stop in the middle of the platform and go i think i'm just going to stop because um, i'm not sure where i'm going and then the whole of london stops i did a whole podcast about mm. that with Ollie, which you may have listened to. No, I didn't. Yeah. The best one is when they get on the tube with a massive rucksack on, the tube doors close on their rucksack yeah. and they're basically pinned to the door, trapped, yeah. like a sort of scared animal, and it's very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep doing that, keep yeah. doing that, because well, it really brightens up my sometimes, day. Sometimes um, you see families getting separated. <laughs> well, I That's saw that not other, funny, saw that, that isn't funny. I saw it the other day, I saw a Japanese family dithering by the doors of a crowded underground train and half the family got on the train and they were like come on get on the train and, and the other half um like didn't manage to get it. i think it was like one member of the family That's like a, the sort of teenage it's a nine-year-old teenage daughter. guy 
it was like, oh, you know, obviously going, oh, I don't want to get on that train, it's too crowded. And the doors closed, and he was left outside the train while his family just just disappeared into, oh my God. into the underground system. He was probably pleased because he thought, now I can go and, you know, get pissed or something. And go to Soho and... Go to, go to Soho and, like, buy um, a Union Jack T-shirt mm. or some other tourist thing anyway let's not be too down on the tourists because no we were we, joking we did, it's just a joke we, we tourists do, are nice we welcome tourists in London. and also I'm a tourist when I go to other countries and I wouldn't like them laughing at me would I yeah I'm sure they do laugh yeah they sometimes. probably do yeah I mean you went to New York didn't you recently no a couple of years ago you that's did not, yeah a couple of years ago that's oh, not recently right. fairly recently in the grand scheme of your extremely long life all right, all right. I think it is quite I went crazy. to Budapest recently and we, we got them we were so excited we got out we started taking photos of everything and I found myself taking a photo of a van just an ordinary van <laughs> didn't what? have anything special but because I was in Budapest I was excited I was like wow look there's a van uh, and then <laughs> and then I was like what the hell am I doing why am I taking a photo of this van and I then I realised I bet all the locals are like look at this idiot taking yeah. a photo of a van what a, what a dickhead <laughs> but that's exactly the kind of thing I see tourists sit around and go what a loser why is he what taking a photo of that van yeah, yeah so we all do it we're, we're all weird when we're tourists. Next on the list. Yes. The Queen's Diamond Jubilee. The Queen's Diamond Jubilee, right. So it was, what, 60 years ago that she became the Queen? Her dad died, King George the Sixth. Yeah. Yeah, George the Sixth died. He's the guy in the King's Speech. Mm. Played by Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. He died? No, not Colin Firth. He's still alive, I think. But uh, King George the Sixth died. Um... And so that was uh, 60 years ago. Um, and obviously when he died, um, Queen Elizabeth, well, Elizabeth, Princess Elizabeth at the time, became Queen. Queen uh, Elizabeth II. She was the oldest um, That must be a bit weird, having a bit par- big party because your dad died. I know, it's like, yeah, my, imagine the mixed feelings that yeah. you would have. Mixed emotions here today as the Queen <laughs> <laughs> puts on the crown for the very first time. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be um, a really weird moment, though, when you know that your, your father has died, first of all, you'd feel so upset and sad about that, but then at that moment you'd know that you've become the, the Queen of the realm. I think I'd want to stay in bed, to be I honest. I would, I don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't relish that thought. No, I'd, I would feel very uh, confused and, and messed up about that, mm. I think. But, I mean, no wonder she's such a heavy drinker. <laughs> what is she? <laughs> it's well-known fact. Well-known fact. She hits the sherry by about half eleven I most days. Don't know about that. By midday, she's, she's on to a second or third. You're joking at this point, aren't you? By midnight, she is hammered. It's important to point out that you're just being humorous <laughs> because a lot of the listeners will be like, I didn't know. apparently the Queen is an alcoholic. <laughs> and then this rumour will fly around the world because everyone listens to, <coughs> to Luke's English podcast. Mm. You know, even like the big leaders of the world, you know, will be listening to this and mm. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that the Queen um, apparently drinks um, so much it's just a joke right and Barack Obama knows all about that they got really hammered together yeah mm-hmm. what were they drinking they were drinking scotch yeah mm. what single malt scotch yeah, whiskey oh, obviously yeah Barack Obama and the Queen getting got drunk wasted together, yeah doing shots yeah and then um, she also smokes pot the Queen does she really mm, it well, was well Queen Victoria used to smoke uh pot as you say I think she used to take it I don't know if she used to smoke it oh, but right. yeah for arthritis pains or something she had pain, I'll pee, period yeah. pains and arthritis pains it could so be one of those Queen, rubbish stories Queen Victoria though Victoria would apparently use cannabis to help her uh, with her, her period pains and stuff And but you're saying that Queen Elizabeth the, the first smoked pot the second sh- the, the second you, <laughs> no, I just made that sure up. I that? just made that up. I'm You're lying. Just joking. I'm lying. Just to be funny. Anyway, Diamond Jubilee. Do you really care? Oh, Mel, Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah. And who else is performing? Someone else. I don't know. One of the other ones, like Sir Mick Jagger. No, he's he wouldn't. I don't know. He's a Sir, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Mick Jagger's Mick a Jagger's Sir. Sir Mick he's Jagger. a knight. He's a yes, knight. He's got a knight. knight of the realm. For what? For services to paedophilia or something whoa there where are all these allegations going from today <laughs> sorry I'm just a bit bored today I'm just what, trying to liven it up an alcoholic and a drug addict and that uh, Mick, Mick Jagger is a paedophile oh, he must have done at least once <laughs> oh. in his time <laughs> well, um, and I think my listeners don't even know what like a knighthood Let's, is probably uh, I should clear it up what is it though really what does it mean well I explain it because I have 
tried to di- answer this question before when people have asked me about it. That every year the Queen gives um, makes a list of honours, and these are people who have contributed a lot to like the country in some way. Usually, it's because they've made a lot of money for yeah. the country. So, um, or cultural ambassador in some way. Um, people who basically make a lot of have, money have contributed a lot and therefore deserve to be given some kind of title. And there are different types of title. There's like OBE, which is Order of the British Empire, MBE, Member of the British Empire. And I think What's CBE? Um, I don't know. I don't know that one. But is there, there is one, we CBE. probably Google it. But anyway, OBE and MBE are the most common ones. And then the, the highest honour that you can be given is to be given a knighthood, um, and that's when the Queen actually, um, usually the Queen, sometimes Prince Charles, actually knights you. So he sort of uh, does this big ceremony where he places a sword on either shoulder, and you, then you become a knight of the realm. Um, and but that doesn't give you any special powers, does it? I mean, you I can't. I don't know. Don't know really. Does that mean you get power? As such, no. You just get the res- the respect. It's a bit like winning the Macmillan Love Dictionary Awards for mm. Best Blog. You know, mm. I don't actually get any power. No, but you get a dictionary. I get a dictionary, and I get the the, the right to post, um, a, you know, to put a badge on my site that says that I won. Yeah. And then when people look at the site, they go, "Oh wow, well, it must be good." If so, if anything, it's better than winning an OBE because they don't get a dictionary, do they? They no, just they get letters after their they name. They just get three letters, and you get a whole dictionary full of words. Yeah. Which I will be giving away. Yawn. I've been right. talking about that too much. So, yeah, I don't think there's really much so more anyway, to say, but, is there? But this year, it's a, like a 60th anniversary. I thought you said it was 70th. 60th, 60th. Okay, 60th um, diamond. And Queen Victoria was the longest-serving monarch. Mm. And um, But, but uh, Queen Elizabeth II is very close to, to beating her. Go record, on, Queenie. Record. Go on, Lizzie. You can do she, it. You can make it. You're not dead yet. <laughs> Isn't it weird that we just sort of talk about this as like, yep, 60 years, you know, 60 years of not being dead is mm. what she's celebrating. Um, she's not 60 years old, of course. She's like 80-something. Um, 80 centuries. Yeah. Um, I, I'm planning to do a whole episode about the royal family later on, and we'll come back to this subject. Mm. But um, this, is, this will be a big year for the royal family, and there's going to be a big... Celebration. Apparently, lots and lots of boats on the River Thames. It's going to cost even more money. Yeah. Um, Woohoo! What's What's next? Did you see the Super Bowl? The American Super, no, Super Bowl. I, I didn't catch that. I didn't. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it either. Who are the teams? No idea. The it's new it, The New England. It's the New York uh, New York Dolls, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're a band. Yeah, the New York Dolls versus the the, uh, the Stooges, no, the, the Iggy Hulk. and the Red Hot it's Chili Peppers. The New York Dolls versus the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. And yeah, who, at Yankee Stadium. Any idea what the Any Yankee idea what the Stadium. score? I think it was about two hundred and fifty to. 10,000 million. I think it's 250 <laughs> to 249. And they have. And, and third down and 10. <laughs> and uh, John Frusciante in the end zone uh, nodding off on heroin as the, the ball comes through. Oh, and it sails over his head. You didn't even notice. Um, I, I don't understand American football. Well, I think really. they, they split it up into about 18 quarters. And more, maybe more to have more fit, more adver- adverts in. Really? That's how I understand it. It's basically about adverts, the Super Bowl, and eating crap food, drinking weak beer, and uh, cheering on a bunch of knuckle-headed... Knuckle-headed, overpaid sportsmen in, in armour. Yeah, in body armour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, um, actually, the American Super Bowl is a massive sporting event, one of the biggest entertainment events of the year. And um, it's huge in America and in many countries around the world. Now, we in England don't really watch American football very much. Well, first of all, we call it American football. Yeah, they just call it football. They call it. They don't call it football, they call it football, right? And we think that's ridiculous that they call it football because they don't really kick the ball in the game. In fact, The ball isn't even round. Yeah, you don't, even, you don't really touch the ball with your feet very much, only sometimes in that game. Obviously... So we, we don't like the fact that they call it football. And they can pass forwards. They not. can throw the ball forwards and everything. But it's a And they wear this I mean what I like about soccer, what they well bloody whatever, football, football, is you can play it in a park with a ball. All you need to play football is a ball. Yeah. All you need to play American football 
It's a bloody massive pitch. This huge, weird upside-down goal you thing. Play American football in, in a park. Yeah, but not the full game. You can't play the full contact sport game because um, you'd break your neck, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess they need all that padding just in order to have a little kick around. You can't have a kick around. I mean, you can play touch football, I yeah. suppose, but that's not the actual game. Have you ever seen an American football game? Live? Not live. I used to. I used to get into it in the eighties. They used to show them on Channel Four. Yeah, and it yeah. was quite fun. I quite like quite the sport. Good... Actually, it's not that bad. No, it's, Come just... on, it's quite a good. It's quite exciting. It's just quite easy to take the mick out of, really, isn't we it? We just but... like. Mocking, mocking people like for mocking fun. Americans, and it's you know to be honest, I think American football is probably a really exciting sport. I mean, look at football. Yeah, but the amount of adverts—they're like, we're going to stop for an ad now while well, that ball is in the air, you know—and they're like, and <laughs> well, another advert. We've, we've, we've for... seen one minute of Super Bowl. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. That's um, Duff Light. <laughs> you know there's buds for you yeah and all that stuff so it's the corporate nature of it really that it is and all the screaming and the pointlessness of it all and just the, the crushing depression depression you're, you're really negative today <laughs> you need to lighten up be more positive but anyway the reason we're talking about it is there's some extreme controversy is there during the year the middle of the one well, of the 13th ad break or whatever they have some entertainment Madonna yeah. and MIA or Mia whatever her name is MIA is like a uh, she's a musician her dad's a Tamil tiger she's a musician apparently. from Sri Lanka right MIA yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and halfway through the performance she flipped the bird whoa 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 oh, we've actually have dealt with flipped the bird in another episode that means that she raised her middle raised finger her middle finger which so wait 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 um Madonna and MIA performed at the Super Bowl yeah. and during the performance MIA raised her middle finger to Madonna no to someone I'm not quite sure I missed that bit but she just raised it as part of the performance oh so she, during the performance yeah. she raised her middle yeah. finger not and, that shocking you might think but apparently people are very upset well, about in that in America you know there's a lot of like Pre, pre-watershed Christians yeah, and that they're, they're very sensitive in America about any kind of um uh, what's the word for it? Explicit stuff, you know. Especially on, uh, you can imagine the Super Bowl. Lots of American families would be watching that, and they'd be very offended by seeing MIA sticking her finger. Mommy, up. Why is that brown girl doing that with her finger? <laughs> <laughs> they <Mommy>. wouldn't like. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Mommy, Mommy, I'm frightened. I'm scared. The weird brown girl from Sri Lanka is raising her middle finger. Mommy, what does this mean? It's okay, darling. I'm going to write a very terse email to <laughs> SuperBowl.com to the NFL. Um, okay, we're being a bit we're mean, being aren't we? A bit I'm crazy, a bit crass. Um, anyway, but the Super Bowl is a big event, and does it matter that MIA raised her middle finger? Well, I don't think it's it just be done uh, for myself, a, a coincidentally, but... her new single's out today. Ah, so it's a big event a stunt. It's a fake. Um, sh- what's the word? Controversy. It's basically yeah. controversy around nothing, you know. And people like us are still talking about it. And we should yeah. be—we're clever enough now to say we don't care. We so, don't give a toss. So really, like MIA did this shocking thing just so that everyone would talk about her and buy her album. And it's worked. Well, so I haven't bought her album, but we're talking about it. I do believe her album is available for download on from, iTunes uh, from iTunes from the iTunes Store. Um, I listened to the single today. Pretty crap. Is it? Yeah, she had that one tune. That all I want to do is. All I want to do. That was and okay. Did you yeah. take your money? I mean, it was okay. Top, top. You know, out of ten, I'd give it a five. She sampled the Clash in that song. Mm. That's the best bit of the song. Yeah, they should have just not sampled the Clash and just played the Clash. I can play a bit of that song. So Let's that not my bother. Listeners know what it is. No. Anyway, if you're wondering, it's called Paper Planes by MIA. You might know it. It's quite good. But anyway, uh, what else has been going on? Uh, Dickens. Uh, Dickens. Two hundredth anniversary of Dickens' birth. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. Not really much to say about that. But it's just <clears throat> a brilliant author um, of, of fantastic stories, and um, he he. Um, he was quite a good person, wasn't he? I mean, he. he I think he was quite into social reform, and he yeah. was quite shocked by some of the things he saw in the poverty of London. And he used to write stories about um, poor, you know, about society and about the rich and poor. And he mm. would often reveal uh, the conditions of poor people mm. living in London, for example. And he used to use a lot of elements from real life yeah, in his fiction. Really realistic. But, I mean, he actually referred to real incidents and real, uh, or got his inspiration from real people. Like, apparently he met a convict 
mm. somewhere down by the docks or something and that convict was his inspiration for I Mag think it's called Magwitch yeah the convict in Great Expectations yeah brilliant character yeah really interesting so yeah we talked about Dickens before didn't we in a different I think we mentioned podcast. Dickens and Shakespeare before but basically it's the 200th anniversary of, of what Dickens's death or birth birth right so it's a good thing to celebrate because yeah. he was a, a fantastic author and he wrote some really great stories like Oliver Twist and Great Expectations and David Copperfield and people talk about things being Dickensian describe you know as a description of something or that you know it's a very Dickensian scene so, so it's almost become his own yeah it's, uh, like, what a, it's would you, like an adjective an adjective mm. so yeah when people say Dickensian they are de- describing something as being sort of very gritty and realistic and maybe sort of Harking um, back to an older time, and yeah, like 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 a kind of nineteenth century vision of London. You yeah. know that old did that basically the cliche of London, which is that it's an, a very old, um, dark, grey, smoky, smoky, foggy place. place with lots of sort of uh, you know gap tooth urchins and uh, uh, chimney sweeps and, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. It's basically Charles Dickens kind of was. Put that into the popular consciousness. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, now, um, I found a couple of um, slightly more light-hearted stories, I The Oscars? Well, yeah, we could talk about the Oscars. The the Oscar nominations happened recently. That, I mean, the the only thing about the Oscars is that... um, um, obviously, that's that's going to be finished soon. And, and uh, but anyway, the Oscar was the Oscar nominations came out recently, and it looks like, in my opinion, George Clooney is probably going to win Best Actor. I think for what the Descendants haven't seen it, and, and I I I think he's going to win, but it could be Jean de Jardin, the uh, the the French actor who is in this silent film, The Artist. And we mm, could, we haven't could seen about, that either. They're, they're both really good films. I I thought they were great. What was that quote you had about Clooney? Oh, I found a quote about George Clooney. Which um, I mean, not the ladies love George, don't they? He's yeah. he's often voted like the sexiest man in the world and stuff. Even though he's kind of going grey, he's got a few grey hairs going on. But the ladies still seem, seem to think he's uh, he's wonderful. Uh, my girlfriend, for example, rather <laughs> rather no, annoying. No jealousy still there. Still loves uh, George Clooney. <coughs> um, where's the quote about George Clooney? I found you it. You can in, remember it, can't you? Um, no, I need to read it. Word like for word. Psychic Simon. Psychic Simon. <laughs> um, all right, I've got it here somewhere. So. All right. Well, I'll talk about something else. No, I've, it's all right. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Um, but anyway, I think George Clooney's probably going to win the Oscar because it's his turn, you know? Yeah. Like, what Hollywood... kind of odds do you think you get on the... And also, one thing I've noticed about the, the Oscars is it's not just about the film you've just you've been nominated for. It's more like your, whole career. your career. Yeah. And they won't just give it to you on the basis of one film unless you're a supporting artist or a newcomer. Yeah. The only way you'll get a proper... Oscar is if you've got a strong career behind you. Basically, like the Oscars is Hollywood's way of promoting its Hollywood assets itself. Yeah. So uh, the quote was: "George Clooney always looks like he's in an advert for George Clooney." I like that. Who said that? Um, Jeff Dyer in the Times uh, this week. Nice George one, Clooney always looks like he's just in an advert for George Clooney, <laughs> which is Quite kind funny. of true. He is, you know, in the end. Um, He's always just kind of selling himself, and he does it very well. I, I like George Clooney. I think he's, he's good. And I think he's probably going to win the Oscar this year just because he's reached that point in his career where he's got enough good quality work in his past. And this film that he's done is, is clearly like a really good good piece of work. Is it a social... No, it's a personal of... story. It's a story of a, of a family uh, trying to cope with, um, with loss, mm. with the loss of a, a, of a member of the family. And it's also about um, um, the community that you live in. Oh, that, and, just, and that like reminds that. me. Have you seen the trailer for the new Tom Hanks film? Oh, God. Uh, do you know what I'm talking oh, about? God, it it's awful. the first 9-11 film, isn't no, it? No, it's not. No, there's been oh, no, there's been a Ladder 51 or and something. And there are other films um, about the, 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 the aeroplanes that crashed. In right, but this is the first 9-11 but mega big film it's, isn't it it's about um, a boy who loses his father and then he goes and he loses his father on uh, 9-11 in the, in the terrorist attack and then he tries to uh, find out what really happened and he tried to discover who his father but really was but the ad the, the, trailer, the trailer is, is so cheesy oh, more cheese than the whole of France like, it starts with the kid um, 
telling his dad, who's played by Tom Hanks, about about a um, uh, like a, a science uh, project. He's like, Dad, I, I had a science project. I had to find something from every age, and and he puts down a rock and he said, "This rock came, you know, from every age." And then Tom Hanks is like, "You rock, son." You're like a really cheesy. Uh, it's like G. Gee, son, I sure love you. Gee, Dad, I love you too. You know, that kind of cheesy stuff. I mean, we don't really like that kind of cheese in England. I hate that kind of really over-the-top... Sentimental, Sentimentality. But it's really American, and a lot of other people in the world love that. But in England, we don't, because we don't like over-emotional... Don't like emotions, basically. <sighs> yeah, we like to just live... Like a cold-hearted sort of no. We like we robots. like we like understatement. Yeah, we do. We, we not like, everyone. I can't speak for the whole bloody country. The whole bloody country. Can we, I? We do like understatement though. And we 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 prefer it when people aren't so earnest like that. Like, mm. well, gee, Dad, I sure love you. Instead, in England, it'd be like, um, yeah, you you know, Dad, you're all right, really, aren't you? Yeah, we prefer that. Yeah. I'd well up at that. Yeah. Or if someone, Dad, you old twat, and punched him in the arm, that would be it, much more emotional. That's, the, that's our most sincere way of telling your father that you love him, is by, by like, getting drunk with him yeah. and saying, um, you're all right, Dad. And that's it. Or just don't we're, say anything. But we're pretty rubbish, aren't we, at being emotional and, yeah. and being sincere in England. We tend to... Hide behind jokes. Hide behind jokes and things. We're we're diseased. We've got like a disease. It's called a sense of humour. We we use it to to cover up our awkwardness. It's true. Yeah, but that film does look cheesy as hell. This this Tom Hanks film. I can't remember what it's called, but it looks cheesy. And who's the wife? It's um, Sandra Bullock. It's Sandra Bullock. Even though she's about 30, Tom Hanks is about 60. Academy Award winner Sandra Bullock. Academy Award winner nominee. No, he's, he's not a nominee, he's Tom Hanks. He's won one, isn't he? Writer-director, Steven Spielberg. Uh, um, yes. Right, anyway. Tom um, Hanks has won one, hasn't he? Yeah, he won one for, for the Phil- AIDS. Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, the AIDS thing. <laughs> the AIDS movie. It's like Ricky Gervais. He's like, you've got to do a... Um, uh, a movie about... The Holocaust. An idiot or a movie about a Holocaust. Yeah. That's the best way to win an Oscar. Play a disabled or a Jew. <laughs> whoa, there, whoa. That's whoa, his whoa. words, not mine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, a good week for women. Apparently, this this week, uh, women drivers. Now, um, the the cliche is that women can't drive, and they're terrible drivers, right? Is it a cliche or is it true? Um, I'm not sure. But anyway, I think they they tend to be more cautious, which make men makes men in, impatient. But I think they're safer generally. I think men like I think men to, are a bit men, flash. Men like to think they're better drivers because they enjoy driving more than women I think on the mm, whole generally yeah I, I think men like to think they're better at drivers better drivers because they they use driving as a way of like expressing the fact that they're a man you know it's like I could drive faster and better than anyone else in a mm. big car women don't really do that they just sort of use a car to go from A to B yeah so of course they don't go into the whole yeah I'm really good at driving they don't value driving as like a a way of proving yeah, themselves kind of true. they just go from A to B don't they but so for men we we probably imagine that we're better at driving because well, it's I, more valuable to I us. I don't because I can't drive. Yeah, well, you, you can't drive. So <laughs> anyway, but any how, any woman would be better than me. Um, uh, some research has smashed this this cliche that uh, men are better at driving than women. Okay, um, in, in fact, the the cliche is that women can't park a car, right? But this this apparently has been smashed because um, surveillance of um, of car parks around Britain, like CCTV camera surveillance around Britain in car parks, has revealed that while women take longer than men to get their cars into small spaces, they do it more skillfully. They actually do it more successfully. So um, all these security cameras all over the country apparently have... Well, the ones that are left that haven't been crashed into by women. (laughs) Very funny. These security cameras have revealed that women may park more slowly but they do it more successfully so men probably do it quickly and tend to have more accidents um, but I imagine that uh, if you had a competition to see who could uh, uh, park um, a car in the most exciting way it would probably be won by a man I think it would be won by um, Jim Carrey in, in Ace Ventura Steve, Steve McQueen Steve McQueen but from Beyond the Grave he's dead now he'd still be better than any woman yeah apparently uh, I've got another story here Jamie Alexander <coughs> 18 years old 
uh, was uh, recently named the the country's stupidest thief because he um, broke into his next door neighbour's house and stole some items from it. Right, and um, sounds like your cousin's next door neighbour. Does sound like that. So probably Alex- is him, isn't it? I don't think so. Alexander was caught less than an hour after he broke into his neighbour's house um, when his neighbour um, looked over the garden fence and saw Alexander wearing his stripy jumper and retuning his own TV. So this idiot basically um, broke into his next door neighbour's house, stole his clothes and stole his TV and then used them just next door. So the neighbour looked over the fence and there's there's the guy wearing his clothes and watching his own TV. I think normally what you do when you steal something from your next-door neighbour is you, you probably sell it or something like that so that your next-door neighbour, when they look at you, they don't immediately notice that uh, it was you yeah. who stole all their stuff. There's some very deranged people out there, yes, very there disturbed are. people out there. Yeah. You should probably say you read that from The Week, didn't you? I did, yeah. I read that from The Week, which is a fantastic publication, which is... Um, Something I read every week. Um, I'm, I've finished. Yeah, you finished. Right, okay. There's loads more news stories, but oh, it's been very cold. It has been freezing all cold. across Europe. My mate in Poland, it's minus twenty or something at the moment. Jesus, minus twenty, really? God, that is really. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I think it's it been, is. Yeah, I'm I sure can't it's remember. Minus twenty in some places, like in, in um, all over, all over Serbia Europe, was all stupidly all, cold. Yeah, yeah, Serbia was. I think was, what disturbed me is the night of the cold snap, like. I can't remember which country it was, I'm afraid, but um, like 40 homeless people died or more, like loads and loads of homeless people died. It's just such a horrible thought that people haven't got a home to go to and when it gets that cold, you just die. Yeah, you know that is that is wrong. (laughs) Seriously, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Olympics, when there's people actually dying on the street and they're holding a multi-million-pound festival. Yeah, what should we do about it? Anyway, on a just to end on a a happy (laughs) note, shall we? Think of something positive to tell me. Come on, just desperately drag some kind of. A positive, a positive news story. Just no, just anything positive. I want you to tell me something positive about the future. It's good to think positively. I, I, make... I learned that. I learned that recently. I just, I've just noticed. I've been reading advice from people. I've watched a video on YouTube by this businessman that you told me about. Mm. This publisher who had an amazing life. And I also read other advice from other people. And uh, this idea, which I believe, which is that if you are positive and if you think about the future in positive terms and you expect things to turn out well mm. then they probably will but if you look at the future and think of it in negative terms like oh god I'm not going to get a job or I'm going to be unhappy I'm never going to find the right person for me I'm never going to get married then you're more likely to have an unhappy life so what we should do is despite the fact that there are sort of various negative things happening in the world we should still try and make an effort to make the future positive by, by just hoping and expecting that things will, will, will be better in the future and actually then making an effort to, to make them better. So tell me something positive about the future now so we can end this episode on a lighter, more happy note. So go on, you've had time to think. Just um, Okay, something, the first thing that comes to my mind... Uh, Brain-computer interfaces. <laughs> now, brain, this is something. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean, brain-computer interface? Something I've been interested well, in for a while. What does it mean? It means a link from your brain to a computer. So you're saying that your brain and like the internet are going to be. They connected. can now. What is it? They can. There was a bit of... I can't remember exactly the details, but they wired up someone's brain and they got them to think of words. Mm-hmm. And then they put it through a program which analyses the brainwave activity yeah. and compares it to when the word is being said or heard. Yeah. And they found out that it's pretty close. They can basically match. If I think of a word, they can analyse that brainwave activity and match it to when I say a word. So they can kind of... Um, not read your mind but if you're wired up to this machine they can help people that can't talk people that are in a coma yeah. people that are seriously trapped in their own bodies what, what, what and help them when, when you, when helps you, them communicate when via you, a computer when you say a word your brain uh, produces, makes a pattern produces electrical signals right yeah so um, and scientists have managed to 
like connect your brain to a computer or not your brain but like someone's brain to a computer mm. and they've 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 noticed that when you say a word um electrical impulses will come out of your brain right but also when you think that word but don't say it just think it the electrical impulses are very similar mm. so the computer identifies the same word yeah so what the what what you're saying is the implication of this is that eventually you'll be able to connect your brain to a computer and you'll be able to think and make the computer do things yeah and also for people who are trapped in their own bodies who can't communicate you know, say if you're completely paralysed, you yeah. can't talk, you can't move your hands, yeah. you can't do anything, but your brain is still functioning well. Mm-hmm. You can, they think you'll be able to communicate with the outside world using wow. this technology, wow, wow. and it's pretty amazing. And it I think is. this is just the start of it. Yeah. I mean, they can also, at the moment, wire you up to a brain, and by thinking, you can move a cursor left or right, or you can change the screen from one side to the other, or yeah. you know, very basic controls. Yeah. But they they're now working out how to. I mean, it's quite scary as well because I think in our lifetime we'll start to see computer brain interfaces more and more, yes. and it'll get to the point where it's almost working alongside your brain. And imagine, you know, if you have a whole iMac in your brain. Well, the, like for me, that I can see why. You know, there's, see, there's obviously see, military I can, applications. I can see how that's going to happen. That the we've got the internet, we've got computers which are like amazing, but the one of the main problems we have is just. Uh, the interface between you and the computer it's slow like, like you know they've come up with the iPad which is amazing because it's just a screen you just mm. it's really intuitive uh, they've um, like uh, the iPhone is the same kind of thing but it's still not perfect it's no. still difficult really so what would be perfect would be to look at the computer and to be able to like just access information just by thinking yeah. about like you look at Wikipedia and say yeah. um you know, reading about brain interfaces, and you go, I don't know what interface means. I wonder what that means. And just thinking that makes the computer yeah. tell you what it means. Yeah. And so eventually, the internet and you just become part yeah. of the same thing. And you'll be hooks, flying around this virtual well, it world. It hooks your brain up to everyone else's mm. brains, doesn't mm. it, really? Potentially. And it's also the technology will evolve, and the brains will also evolve around the technology. So there'll be a dual evolution of technology and organic change, evolution, happening at an accelerated rate. And I think we could eventually transcend our bodies completely and attain a higher level of consciousness (laughs) via technology. And I think that's true. I don't think that's a joke. I think that's true. So we we would be able to uh, transcend these earthly bodies. Yeah. One day, but it could be a nightmare. It could be a dystopia as well as a, a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, well, it you know? could be if it's if it's you know put into the wrong hands. Yeah, I mean we've all seen RoboCop and the, and uh, the Matrix, of course. Yeah, the Matrix. Um, maybe is that science fiction or science or is it science fact? <laughs> uh, we, we never know. But what I do know is that if we do manage to connect our brains to the internet. Then um, you know you'll just be able to get Luke's English podcast direct to your to your brain. <laughs> yeah. You won't have to download it. You'll just be able to connect to it. Uh, you you'll know, be able to connect to Luke's brain and just look through it and just, sift through it. Yeah, you'll just be able to access my brain. <laughs> I, I don't recommend that. Don't hold your breath. It won't happen for at least a couple of years. But Podomatic, I'm sure, are going to be first in the field for this technology brain cast <laughs> brain cast Luke's brain, English brain cast brain casting coming to us uh, a brain to you coming to, to a brain near you cortex near you <laughs> and on that note thank I think you that's, that's the end of this episode so we can look forward to um, you know uh, brain uh, brain casts from yeah. Luke's English podcast thank you very, very much soon. for listening and thank- I hope Luke uh, goes through this and meticulously picks out some useful phrases in amongst all this gibberish God, this is like an hour, an hour. and ten minutes or something. It's a lot it, of work. Give us oh, some, give us some feedback. If you, if you like, if you hate it, if you want some more phrases, whatever, let us know. Because yeah. otherwise, it's a waste of time. And thanks for listening. And um, I'll send Luke some money. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, I do. I do have to pay for this. He website. pays for all this. Yeah, technology. Well, I, I pay for the subscription to Podomatic, and they charge me quite a lot of money because I use a lot of bandwidth. So and, I do uh, need regular donations. He's saving up for his brain interface. Yeah. If, if I don't get the donations, I won't be able to record Luke's English Braincast, and uh, and then where will we be? I don't know. But um, back in the Stone Age, I will. What I will do on this episode is I'm going to listen to this again, 
and I'm going to write down a number of phrases that I hear. Now, there's so much language and so many phrases in this episode that I can't do everything, but I will write down a number of phrases which I identify as being good, useful phrases that maybe you don't know. And I'll write them on the, the web page and I'll write some, some definitions. And so you can read those and you can expand your vocabulary. What I, and then I recommend that you listen to it again and that'll be a good way of just reinforcing the vocabulary that you um, have picked up and you will understand more and more of what we're saying. And I should probably say as a disclaimer, we do make jokes about things like American football and stuff, not meant in a nasty way, we're just yeah. having a laugh. We love America really. We love all sorts of things and and uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh yeah, if we got any of the facts wrong on any of the uh, legal stuff, um, the views and opinions voiced on Luke's English Podcast did not represent the views of Luke's English Podcast itself but merely the byproducts of a badly researched brother and yeah. should not be taken literally or legally. The, uh, the intention behind uh, every episode of Luke's English <laughs> Podcast is purely to educate on uh, uh, the matters of an English nature um, and pertaining to uh, vocabulary and the language and is in, anywhere, is in no way uh, intended to be an absolute statement of, uh, of fact regarding legal issues and whether or not the Queen is an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, so thank you very she much. Is. Uh, thank you. For, she is. Thank you very, very much for listening. And uh, that's it from us. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. What? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.